Welcome to the new sound of online radio. Welcome to the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. really good afternoon, good evening, and good morning wherever you are. Welcome to the Weekly Energy Boost. Uh, today, David and I are auditioning for the <laughs> nightly news. We're broadcasting to you live on our not regularly scheduled time or day to change things up a little. Yeah, Thank you, David. Fault. I apologize for Welcome that. back. How are your travels? Very well. Very well. well Thank I, you. Let's make this show worth waiting for. <laughs> We're actually talking today, as we do in every show, about the spiritual weather forecast according to the wisdom of Kabbalah. Kabbalah is an ancient wisdom, uh, thousands of years old, and somehow by examining, I mean, feel free to jump in and correct no, you're, me if, you're I'm, doing good. You're doing good. if I'm wrong, um, through looking at the creation of the universe and the fabric from which it was sewn, we understand the energy of every given time period. And this wisdom comes from the Zohar. It comes from the Book of Formation. And um, really in, in texts that are thousands of years old, uh, hundreds at the youngest. And today we're talking about something that I think we need to clarify first and foremost is agenda. And and what what is it about having agenda that is so wrong. <laughs> I mean, can I say it like that? I think maybe we, we need to define what agenda is. Yeah. And, and I first, as always, want to encourage people to write to us, tell us your questions, give us stories, give us something to talk about, anything you want us to address. We're watching both of our live streams separately. We're watching for whatever feedback you guys have, because this is an interaction between all of us, and that's actually what gets the best content out. Yes, so. The best shows are the ones where they're full of questions from you guys. So let us know what you think. I would say one of the best ways to describe agenda is on, on, on the lowest of levels, the what's in it for me mentality. And a lot of us have belief systems that we were raised with. And as a result of those belief systems, we conduct ourselves in relationships. We act a certain way. We have very strong opinions. And we fight for certain belief systems that we have. And as a result, the, it gets us in trouble or it limits us or it causes us not to elevate to our highest destiny. So we definitely want to give some examples and talk about some ways to, to, to transform or to elevate to higher and maybe more pure ways of, of inten pure intentions to have behind all the actions that we do. So to me, that's what, what I would say is that rather than the word agenda, I think intention is the word that speaks to me sure, uh, sure. more clearly. You know, in any given situation, what is my intention? And that that word intention or whatever energy I is behind my intention, that's going to set the stage for fruition. Absolutely. Right. How does it how does it manifest? Absolutely. And even in having this conversation, why are we having it? This is the week of the year, according to the Kabbalistic calendar, that our agendas are going to be easier to see. We want to have this conversation so that we can all be hyper aware of what's behind what we're putting out there. And, and as many of you saw in the, um, 
the picture to promote t today's class, really because we don't look at those agendas, we don't understand why things aren't manifesting to their fullest potential, why we're not reaching what what we're capable of. And that's really what we want to look. We want to look at today. How can we use this week's energy and the opportunities that are going to be there for us this week to transform and to shift and to to be clear? Absolutely. Absolutely. Where is the work? Yeah. And let's also start with basics. Sometimes I don't know if it's advanced students, I mean, or, or who, Kabbalah students who are listening to us or maybe people for the first time checking in. But the idea that that uh, we came to this world to receive everything and Kabbalah is the study of how to manifest the soul's fullest potential. And basically, we can divide it into two realities. There's the reality that we say we are connected to the light of the creator. Some people call it God, the, the universe, nature, spirit. the spirit, the soul. We call it the light, the light of the creator, that energy of fulfillment that emanates from the creator. And then there's a state of disconnection where we're disconnected from that light. And we experience darkness. We don't experience our fullest happiness. We could have physical stuff. We can have the things that everybody wants to have physically, but you don't feel that connection. You don't have that peace we, of mind. We all know that people certainty. that have everything and yet are searching they for that empty. missing thing. Yeah, they feel empty. They feel lack. They don't feel in control. And, and it doesn't mean anything. At the end of the day, that doesn't mean anything. So how can I connect to the highest level of my soul, right? So I'll, maybe I'll throw an advanced concept. You take it from there and we'll go back and forth. But one of the things that the, the founder of the Kabbalah Center, Rav Ashlag, talks about, talks about is the idea that every time a person has code, the code name, desire to receive for the self alone. This code, which we'll describe in a moment, is, is whenever they're engaging with the desire to receive for the self alone, they're actually disconnecting from miracles. They're disconnecting from the light of the creator, disconnecting from the, the most direct path towards feeling soulmate energy, feeling security, feeling certainty, feeling and experiencing the joys of life. And that is the death. That is the only thing negative in this world is the desire to receive for the self alone. And we can say that that is basically fear, lack, reactive behavior. Those are all examples of desire to receive for the self alone. And, and it's important to emphasize, Kabbalah doesn't teach that we're here to not have a desire to receive. Kabbalah teaches that we're here to transform that desire to receive for the self alone to be one for the sake of sharing. Correct. So there's correct. a lot of spiritual uh, teachings out there that say, you know, renounce the material world, you know, s suffer physically for the sake of spiritual growth. Kabbalah says we're here to have the best best of both worlds. Right, right. And yeah. so I think that's a, an important distinction Th for a lot is, of that people. That is important, that we are here to receive everything, but there is something standing between our desire to receive everything and the light of the creator. And that is basically the agenda, the what's in it for me, that, that impurity. Practically, what does that mean for all of us out there? It means that times when I feel fear or lack, that's me trying to take for myself. And when I don't have the fear or lack, and I have certain levels of consciousness which we'll discuss, then that's me actually receiving for the sake of sharing and reaching the highest levels of light. So practically, what, are some, what, are some, what does it mean to have an agenda? I'll, I'll just give you a, an example. Um, I'll start with one basic example, and I know Elisheva wanted me to share more personal examples, deeper ones, but I remember when I first began to teach, teach Kabbalah, um, and my teacher would tell me, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're, you're dealing with people's lives, there are people who will trust you, there are people who put their faith in you, there are people who will be excited to hear from you, 
um, you'll you'll give seminars and there'll be people who will sit in your audience and 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 you'll feel energy from this. You'll feel you're like you're doing something special, something good, something whatnot. And he said that every time you finish, every time before you enter a class to give a lecture, he would say, always ask yourself, what's your intention? Why are you doing this? Because by default, you will go in there looking for respect, looking for feedback, looking for people to like you, looking for approval, looking to fill your own insecurities. By default, that's who we are all the time. No one can tell us otherwise. That's why we came to this world. And he said, if you don't address that and transform that right before you walk in, so you will connect to You will actually be disconnected from the light or have a lower level of connection to the light of the creator. So I said, what is the ideal motivation I need to have before every lecture? And so he gave me the highest level intention is that through this act of sharing, you want to basically become like the creator. You want to have the qualities of the light of the creator. You want somehow that this will purify you or make you more of a sharing person, but not that you're going in there looking for their respect and approval. And really, any time that we're doing anything to look for someone's, to get someone's respect or approval, it can be even the way you walk. You know, sometimes you walk by someone with like a, some kind of a, you know, I saw this funny meme of, of without going into really what the meme said, but it was like, you know, when, when guy, a guy's in a nice car. He's in a nice car and he sees a pretty girl and he, and he, and he revs his engine. Like, as if for what? You know, as if what is that actually going to do? But it's, it's, they do something. They change their posture. They change just even their thoughts, their minds, whatever, just to get that four seconds of look at me, mm-hmm. that respect. So it's, it's those intentions that are just really so meaningless and worthless and only have to do with one thing, me boosting my ego. That's probably the lowest level of intention a person can have. And by default, a lot of us have it. Well, the, it's, I think this is a great moment to point out that the the Zohar, which is where this wisdom is coming from, tells a story, and this is how this is the the way we understand the energy of the week. There's a story about these great, powerful spiritual sages who were sent to check out the promised land, so to speak. And they came back saying, the plate it's terrible. We'll we'll never survive there. It's gonna be horrible even though being the promised land, it was the land of milk and honey, of gold and riches, and physically it looked like it was going to be, you know, on a, on a physical level, amazing. But they were worried, and this is what the Zohar teaches us, they, because they were worried about how they were going to lose their position once they made it there, not just them, but all of the people wandering in the desert, they were no longer going to be the heads of the tribes. They were going to lose their status, and therefore that clouded what they were able to see. And that, to me, speaks volumes. The fact that their agenda, their MO was, we've got to keep our jobs. What can we do to keep our jobs? Oh, look, anyway, it's crap here. Let's uh, let's go back and tell everyone uh, you know, how horrible it's going to be. Their agendas stemmed from their correction their soul came to the world to make, right? So each of us have a correction. Think right now, all of us, all of you listening, all of us listening, what's a correction you came to the world with? What kind of fear you have? You know, like imagine you're in a, a marriage or a relationship and you, and you have a fear of fear of money, not having money. And, and, you know, couples fight about money all the time, right? 
So if you have a fear of not having money, every time your spouse does something, spends something, goes one way or another, you're going to get scared. It's, it's, your, it's your correction. Or when you get something that you really actually do want, you're going to be riddled with guilt. Absolutely. Right? So there's going to be something Absolutely. around it. That's the opposite You're not going to get the whole package Absolutely. because of that agenda. Or the person whose correction is to feel so much self-worth and value that they're never afraid of somebody leaving them. So every time your partner so much as looks at someone, you know, bats their eye or, or, or maybe they meet an ex you <coughs> meet an ex-boyfriend or something like you're gonna freak out because that's your correction and and as a result because that's your correction and you haven't corrected it it will cloud your vision it will cloud everything you say to your friend spouse family member it will it will taint you will not be a channel you will not see the future you will not have clarity because that's what a selfish agenda does it blocks the vision and the person does not see. And as a result of not seeing, they make mistakes. And also, we don't like to be around people with agenda because we don't feel them as channels of energy. And They're just like thinking about themselves. You feel something dirty or you know, something impure about dealing with them Absolutely. when you know their MO is something Absolutely. underhanded. I remember walking to a department store and I was looking for a shirt and I asked the guy, you know, I said... Uh, oh, that's the worst. You want to duck every salesperson you see, <laughs> unfortunately, because you're afraid that they just want the commission, right? Totally, that's a totally. perfect example. You'd rather shop on your own. I rather shop online. For okay, some reason, I walked. I walked into the mall over here, and I'm like, "What?" I mean, I haven't been in a mall in years, so I'm walking in, and I'm looking for a white shirt. And the guy's like, "Yeah, we have this shirt here. We have that shirt there." I look at the prices, and I'm like, "God, man, like this is like a hundred twenty dollar white shirt." I mean, I could go down the down down the way, and uh, you know, one of these Target other, across the Target, street. Zara, whatever. They, this same right. shirt's like like a quarter of the price. And he said, "You know what? The truth is." You're right, and the shirts there are just the same quality as here in, I don't know what it was, Macy's. He's like, if I were you, I would actually go and check that out first. And I said, I said, are you on commission? And he said, <coughs> he said, yeah, but, you know, it doesn't matter. I truly, I truly, I just wanted to be honest with you. And I felt so, I felt so good about that. Right. And I felt like I actually wanted to pay him double. <laughs> because Tip him. The, t- I, I, wanna, I, I wanted to do something for him because I felt the energy. He removed the agenda. He, he corrected himself. He didn't realize that that's what he did. But he has a fear. Everybody has a fear of not making money, not making a living. And he corrected that fear at that moment by, by putting a pause, restricting his agenda, and really thinking about what's best for me. I, it's hard because we're blinded by it most of the time. And I think that's the gift of this week is to be able to, if you know that that little voice inside you is going to be saying, well, what about me? You know, like there's the, always that voice. What about me? But he, it's going to be a lot easier to hear it this week, and that's why what we're talking about is so important. So, what should people do as soon as there's a moment to give, to share, to do anything? You know, to even go to the gym. You know, why? Why? Why do people go to the gym? You know, why are you going to the gym today? You know, to to to. It should be probably the highest level is that I want to maintain a level of health and longevity so that I can cr- do my correction in this world, so I can give, I can share, I can be there for people. Not so much so that I feel insecure about myself, and that's why I'm going to the gym. I don't go to the gym, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Because <laughs> you've already corrected that part <laughs> yes, of Yes, your... absolutely. You've, you've, you've done the gym correction already. Yes, in a previous lifetime, for sure. <laughs> so, so, okay, wait, what, what were we saying? So, bottom line is, something's going to come up, and you're going to feel some, the what's in it for me. Practically, if you can acknowledge it and say, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to receive right now. I just want the creator, the universe's help to give in the most pure way. 
That's, that's the basic request. You know, we learn in Kabbalah about prayer. It's a prayer is just a request a to wish. my own soul, yeah. to my own soul to receive the energy to transform. Prayer is not me asking God to change because I'm inconvenienced right now. You know, God, I need you to change something right now because I don't like what you, I don't like the, the cards I've been dealt. I'm not comfortable. So I'm going to sit here comfortably and you go change my reality. That's prayer. That's not prayer. Prayer is I need the strength to remove this agenda. I need the strength to remove this uh, insecurity. I need the strength because I just want to care about this person. I just want to care about this scenario. I think Have we got some questions. People are just giving me thumbs ups and smiling I have, faces. I have someone face, asking if everyone else hears an echo. Is there an echo? No, there's no echo. Okay. Um, I think there's there's a question here. I'm not sure I understand it completely, but the question is around sometimes when you have, and this is actually really good. Um, sometimes when we have the purest of intentions, we get misunderstood. Oh, I need the example. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's see if we can get the example. I want to in in response to what you just said about you know when the intention or when the agenda comes up this week, there's another way to attack it. I think I would suggest Please. if you already know you have an agenda that creeps up in certain situations in certain dynamics. Maybe there's somebody at work that's you th you feel threatens your position or your authority. Maybe it's someone in your your family that one-ups you all the time, whatever it is, this is the week to look at it and to take a proactive step in diminishing the agenda. So for example, if you have that person at work that you're afraid is gonna get your desk, so to speak, find an opportunity to talk about how amazing they are. You know what I'm saying? Like to, and what to, should be their intention? The intention is to break that fear. The person, you know, we've spoken in, in shows past about how all those people in your movie are just there to help facilitate your transformation. Absolutely. So you're basically saying when someone is causing you to be afraid. Causing you. That's right, in quotes. You. No forcing one causes you, forcing you forcing to do you. anything. <laughs> forcing you to be afraid and scared and reactive. One of the best ways to deal with that is just to communicate with them. Well, I don't like that one, though. Why That's not? not what I'm saying That's at all. Okay. No. All right. All right. No. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Please don't. Sorry. Sorry. I did that. <laughs> Keep your spiritual growth to yourself. No, obviously David is right. You know, if you want to take it to a higher level, you can tell the person, you know, I'm scared of you and you threaten me and make me insecure. But You're saying doing, do something for them. I'm saying go to your boss and say, mm. you know, Bob, I really, I, have you seen the work that David is put, producing? He is an unbelievable part of our team. I just hope that you're aware of that, even though, the recognition of him is really what you're afraid of, that you're, you're worried, your agenda is to protect your, your job, your position, do something. And, and it, right when I think that even what I'm saying could sound irresponsible, it's the opposite, that by doing that, you diminish your agenda, you diminish the, your insecurity. And, and so I think it's the, the week will give you opportunities to work on it, but you can also strategize. Right. And we don't want them, we don't want this to just sound like like you know every other time we say you know break your fears break your fears, but but to realize that fears and lack are clouding the way we think the way we feel and whatever we say. That's why almost 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 always you have to realize that you don't know one hundred percent what's the right thing for someone, and obviously we experience this all the time. I was just thinking of an example. You know, I mean, th this is kind of a personal example. I was speaking with somebody who, I was speaking with somebody who, they, 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 said, they thought that the path of Kabbalah was not for them. 
I said, you know, I, I don't think this path is for me. And, uh, and, and my opinion was, well, that's impossible. I, I know for a fact that <laughs> I this, know it's for you. I know this would actually change your life. <laughs> Sounds like a skincare product. <laughs> and <laughs> you're like, at a kiosk uh, at a mall. Uh, uh, Jarvis, you use skincare products? I saw you laugh. <laughs> No, that's what it sounds like. I got a thumbs up. I, I, I got a very, I got a very smooth thumbs up. Very smooth, and polished, and manicured. Moisturized, very manicured moisturized. Thumbs, thumbs up. So, so I was, so I was, so I was thinking to myself, well, that's impossible. I, I see clearly that this would actually benefit your life, and that you, maybe you don't feel now, or whatever the reasons were. So, so, and I, and I, and I dwelt on this for a long time because I'm coming. And by the way, my agenda was what I care about this person. I genuinely care. I want them well, to have that's. A good I life. think that was the the question. And we have another comment here. You know, when you express unconditional love, people are usually suspect. Like what? Okay, what's okay. your mo, David? Okay, so that's that's something that's something else. Which, by the way, if you genuinely care about someone, you should not even worry what people think. Feel you know, you you just go for it. That, but by the it. way, that's that. I think that that's a great thing to clarify. Also. You're not purifying your agenda for what the other person, so the other person can feel better. What your agenda is between you and the creator. So if you're Correct. refining exactly. it, if you're pur purifying your intentions, that's because you are going to benefit that, from it. You're, you're breaking the walls for you, not the other person. That's what's powerful about Kabbalah. It's having a relationship with the creator. Because if you don't have a relation, if you don't lean on the creator and, and look for energy from the creator, you're going to just take it from somebody else. So back to this person. So I, I, it took me a while, but then I realized, wait a minute, what do I know is right for this person or not? How, how, how do I know how many lifetimes this person has gone through whatever they've gone through? And maybe it's not Kabbalah. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's not at this time. Or whatever. There's so many, there's thousands, infinite factors, infinite factors that go into what a person should do at that moment that's good for them. And I have absolutely no clue. So my own my own opinion, decision, what I think, what I feel. Now, I need to have my own decision and opinion and feeling. I need to have that for sure. But I need to balance that out always with I don't know. I that, truly don't know what's right for them. I don't know. That's, I think that's the hardest part of this is even when you know, there's always something you don't know. You have to remember that <laughs> in everything. That's, but that's what the Kabbalists teach, that humility is really, and we say this maybe in every show also, break your fears and be humble. Humility is the antidote for that agenda getting in the way. I know what I want, right? I may want the recognition or the, mm -hmm. the friendship or the whatever it is I think, you know, the job security, but I'm open also to the fact that this might not be the job for me. And always, I'm open that this might not be the relationship. Always got to have that let go. That That's, let go. That let go is the is, is so what brings the light annoying. in. What brings the light in? <laughs> now, now imagine you know, and and this is also I I I would say I've learned this also most with students having many many students and genuinely wanting what's best for them, to realize instead of what I think is best for them, and I I mean I'm projecting maybe my life or my values or my whatever to try to push them through their finish line. Do whatever I need to do to support them, hundred percent. But. I, I, I could be wrong. I, I, I got to put that in. I, I got to have that disclaimer behind every word I say, every thought I think, every phone call, every email. Everything I just said could be 100% wrong. And ultimately, only you know what's best for you. But here is my opinion, my energy, as the creator has brought it to me. It's so hard. So hard. But the truth is, the other thing, the other part of this story is that 
if we'll work on that part, right? If you do the internal work, if you if you refine your agenda, and, and I don't know that it's ever possible to get to a place with zero agenda, but if you're if you're working on purifying it, that means less external effort. Because all of the external effort is really orchestrated by the universe to get you to a place where you're more humble, you're able to let go, you're open to help from others or whatever the particular correction is. Are you saying there's less chaos, less pain and suffering to push you to change because you're proactive in changing? Right, exactly. That's what you're saying. Exa well, well translated. Thank you. Mm -hmm. No, but, th but that's, I mean, that's what, w w right. uh, I think what we put on the picture today was a quote from you, right? Why don't you see more miracles? Because you have agendas that you're not aware of. And so as you, as you work on the agendas, that's what David said in the beginning, you open the, the door for more miracles. And we're not talking about miracles like winning the lottery without playing. We're talking about, <laughs> you know, the something you've been working towards miraculously works out. Or, you know, the person of the right person walks in the door just as you think everyone's working out. That there's, you know, in Kabbalah, we, we define a miracle as let's say, unexpected turns in your favor. But mm -hmm. our life is supposed to be full of that according to the wisdom of Kabbalah. It's not supposed to be uh, once in a while it lands on me. Through our effort, we generate that energy. And that's, I think, you know, Kabbalah differs a little bit in saying that, you know, it's up to us to create that fuel. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, prayer is important, but according to Kabbalah, prayer is secondary to our intentions. Right. And so that it's... Uh, Fine dance there. Fine, fine line. Give to, us some more questions, play. guys. Tell us some more examples. Okay, so I have a question here. With. I have yeah. a question here. Do you have any questions, by the way? You want to um, check for a second? You go. I have a long question. Okay, so um, have you ever given money when it's hard to give, although you're trying to emulate the creator and, pu and purely bestow, but then ultimately you just want to fill a place of lack? By giving, you're saying. Right. I think what's possible. Giving feels good, by the way. That I don't think that we're, anybody would deny that, but I don't know. I think we have to be clear about one thing. The minute you recognize your agenda, you've already removed it. I think some people recognize it, and then they feel like they're entrenched in it, and now it's part of them. As soon as you give it a name and you recognize it, you've now removed all its power. Uh, all of us know we want to be liked, but as soon as you know that you're doing this because you want to be liked, you've neutralized 90 Can I share of a story? Of course. Okay. So I, I share the story often in, um, in Kabbalah One when this concept of enlightened giving and sharing comes up. Many years ago, um, I, I used to babysit for a family, and I was moving to another state, and I, in the most selfless way possible, baked 300 chocolate chip cookies for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, selfless. Keep, mm -hmm. that, keep that word in mind. Mm -hmm. I snuck into their home, loaded their freezer, and got on an airplane. Mm. you got to tell Are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> I want to know who this family is. Well, <coughs> why, why do you think I did that? Why do you think I think I did? I thought you I did it. You wanted to get rid of all the flour and baking. Uh, you baking, are a wise man. Uh, I was going gluten free and couldn't find a better way to do it. You've learned not to waste. Uh, again, very close. <laughs> <laughs> the I thought. Let's put it that way. I thought that I was expressing my love and my goodness to them. 
And you've had chaos in your life ever since. <laughs> no. no, let me show you. You let, gotta let go me... back and fix that. I should have a chaos. Only ever 24 since. years later, they, those kids I babysit have their own kids now. What happened was, I was waiting for them to call me and tell me, "Thank you." Right. Oh, the waiting. I miss you. We love you. The kids don't stop the talking about you. Text, the what did I hear? Call. What did I hear? Crickets all the way to New York, okay? They had my number. They knew where I lived. But then I realized what was my I was thinking I'll come back in a few months to visit my family. The cookies will last till mm -hmm. I come back. What was my agenda? Don't forget me. Mm. I am going away, but my cookies will keep my memory alive. So powerful. And how gross so I felt after after I realized that I looked like the most noble, so righteous sharing person on the planet and here I was giving cookies of shame. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Making cookies. The waiting, of shame. the text waiting, right? the email well, we didn't waiting. Have, we didn't have cell call. phones back then, but <laughs> <laughs> they knew they knew my landline, let's put it that way. They could have faxed me. They could have faxed you, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they said fax you. That's it's exactly what I heard, by the way. I heard them tell me fax you. <laughs> but the point is, look at that. I'm sure they it said fax off. Exactly. All right. Beep. Where's the, where's the Jarvis, FCC you when you that? need it? Did you beep that? So, but, but honestly, I, I, I use that example. I'm not ashamed because I think a lot of us operate on super nice pretenses, mm -hmm. right? You do want to be a nice person. If you're nice, you're spiritual, right? Wrong. That's, you know, that's the, maybe the game changer here is that we're not here. I, it, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be nice and we shouldn't be kind and we shouldn't add value like your friend at Macy's. No, that's the starting point. But that's not that's not the purpose right. of giving. What's the purpose of giving? To become, to transform yourself, really. Apropos, uh, by the way, if if we look at our relationships with people, what was I doing? I was giving them cookies in order for them to give me love, recognition, right. acknowledgement. We we don't walk into Macy's and offer you know think that when we hand over the hundred and twenty dollars, it's sharing with Macy's, even though Macy's is going to share back with us right. a nice white shirt. This is this is really the the key in understanding how the universe works with us, right? Where the reason I'm baking the cookies needs to be for me, not for them, right. not for what I'm going to get for them. Right. Because guess what? Three hundred cookies later, what's in it for me? All over again. And you know what the Kabbalists say is so powerful. They say that one of the ways that the the universe and the Creator elevates us to the highest levels of consciousness is to make sure that when we give, we don't get something back. Because what happens is... That's the... We had somebody asking about that before. Oh, Your intentions right, are going right. to be pure. And, not, and it's not received well, right? So You're going to get criticized. That's, that's actually the creator hard at work to purify you. Because it's starving that selfish, disgusting... Black need, hole. Black hole of, 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 of a pit. Abyss. Abyss. Of, of wanting just five seconds of your love, which isn't ever enough for me anyways, and it's just going to cost me another 300 cookies. And and they were I was I was famous for my chocolate chip cookies way back when. <laughs> I don't have time to make them now, but they're good. The other thing, and I think that that we have to realize that in you you we don't have to, but we must. There's so much more in it for us when we can let go of that agenda. And and again, not because it's spiritual, not because it's the right thing to do, but for your sanity. Right. Think about, I mean, the night before I left for New York, I baked cookies instead of sleeping or packing or spending time with my friends. And if I had let go and said, you know what, 
I did my good here. So either you wouldn't have baked the cookies because you you couldn't see how you could bake them in a pure way, or you bake them knowing that you want love, but you say, okay, creator, I know I'm doing this. I hope they won't find me. (laughs) I I hope I never get a thank you. I truly am doing this as an act of sharing because I want to have more affinity of form with the creator. And this is one more action towards that means. Okay, so let's, let's talk some more practical how to diminish a gender, how to diminish, how to purify the intention, well, I right? want Well, I want to belabor the point we just said. The best way to purify your agenda is to have situations all the time where you don't get back what you want. You don't get back the respect. The audience is not on their feet for you. That's the best. Critics. That's the best. I was just watching a master class of a, of a comedian, and, and or I'm sorry, he was, was a writer of comedy, and he said that, that the best moments in his life is when he would write something and nobody would respond to it, and he was humiliated. And obviously at the moment he was in pain, but he realized later that made him a channel in his own world, in his own spiritual world. Humiliation, which is pretty much me not getting respect, is... What's actually purifying me and elevating me? Because I'm not doing a good enough job of checking in with myself. So the universe has to make sure that people didn't get my message. Right. Or they don't, they don't give me back the thank you I want. Or maybe not with the same enthusiasm that you wrote that text. They, they said, hi, hey, and they wrote, hi. <laughs> hi. Like what? what like, no no punctuation. No punctuation, no emoji, nothing. Low, low caps. Yeah, low caps. <laughs> <low, laughs> he knows like, what I'm Like, are you there? About. They just write, why? Like, <laughs> and you don't know if they mean why or why, yes. Why or yes. Like, write it out. I'm not worth you writing it out. <laughs> so something the, I would say. Yeah, that's the thing. The anger we feel is just our own Our text quality is significantly, significantly going to improve after this Absolutely. show. We're going to be... Full sentences texting to you and I for the next short while. No, but that's the that's what I mean by the internal effort cancels out the need for the external. Absolutely, but then the external will always come in, in, in some way or another, and we got to embrace but it. But if you, but that's the, the embrace is the part, the important part. It's a gift when it comes because it tells you, hey, you see this over here. This is what you forgot to keep working on, and. You know, one of the things I love, I remember really f- what, what helped me to buy the ring for the study of Kabbalah, that really helped me fall in love with what it was, was this idea that there is energy to different time periods and there's opportunities for us to work on certain things mm-hmm. and to not work on certain things. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we, you'll see over these next few weeks, it really is about diminishing our selfishness in different yeah. aspects diff- through different lenses we'll have the opportunity not coincidentally we have the new moon of cancer coming up next week that will right next week a week from tonight i think Tuesday I, I night. Check. yes I it is know. it I is check. but um can i throw you a curveball that we weren't going to talk about and i'm just going to throw it please, out there please. so there is uh too bad wendy is not here to tell us the exact date maybe somebody can put it <laughs> post it for us but there is a uh, death anniversary, super famous one. Pop quiz, David. Do you know whose it is? I mean, d- yeah, give me no. something here. Give me something. Soulmates. Grave Who, in the... Uziel? Mm-hmm. Mm, when is that? I think it's Thursday night. It's either Thursday night or Friday night. I can check if you want to talk. I think for talk. our newer students, they did not understand at all what you just said. So, Graveyard, so, soulmates, uh, <laughs> death. <laughs> I mean, Jarvis is like, Jarvis what is are like, you talking me about? Out here. So there's two kinds of... of Windows in time, feel free to Google uh, 
or look up the Kabbalistic calendar app on your phone to see if it's Thursday night or Friday night. You want Thanks. me to do that yes, right now? absolutely. Multitask. <laughs> so there's, there are two kinds of cosmic energies. There's ones that were written into the fabric of creation, which is like the energy that we're talking about this week, or the new moon, for example. There's other ones that exist because of human effort. And there's not as, as many, or maybe there, there's more of one than the other, but we don't always focus on the ones that are made by humans. They're, they're less, less known. And w this one is coming maybe when, the next time that uh, David talks for more than two seconds. I'll, I'll, go, I'll look up. I could up. look. I just don't want to lose the Facebook Live here. Oh, you won't lose it. I'll get it back for you after. All right, I'll okay, do it. so he'll do it while I'm, I'm talking. So what happens, what, what Kabbalah teaches is that when a person, the day on which a, person's, a person leaves a physical world, there is an impression made. And on the anniversary of that day, every year, the, all, the sum total of all the energy they revealed in their lifetime is available on that day. So um, this such day is coming up this week. And the story, you want me to tell the story or you want to tell the story? It's Thursday night or Friday night, that I'm sure of. Um, not seeing it on the calendar. Stop it. Sunday night? Keep going. Don't no, no, worry. No. Don't worry. We'll get it. We'll get it. No, I'm. T <laughs> there it is. There, there it is. is. It's, it's Friday night. night. Friday it's night. Friday night. I was right. Friday night. So it's the the eighth at night and all day on Saturday. Um, it, the story goes like this. And again, feel free to correct me. I'm not super on details, but this was a person who was such a powerful sage and was so immersed in spirituality that he opted not to have friendships, not to get married, not to have kids. He said he was married to his studies. And as he was exiting the world, he realized that how much light, how much growth, how much greatness is achieved in relationships, how mm -hmm. much he missed out. Mm -hmm. And so as he was leaving the physical world, he said, he would commit to help anybody who was looking for their soulmate find that person. Right. And the, you know, the mere fact that he, I mean, he, he wrote so much in, in terms of spiritual teachings. He's, uh, his name, he's called the Amuka, but his real name is Yonatan ben Uziel. Um, and, and he's buried in, this, in the middle of a forest in the north of Israel. You seem like you're driving on a path and you seem like you're going in circles and then suddenly there's this hut there mm -hmm. in the forest. And what we learn, and the reason we bring it up, is because from Friday night to Saturday, there is an opportunity to connect to that soulmate energy, to connect to that promise that he made when he said, I missed out. I want to help make, make sure that other people don't miss out. And that, to me, I think is a beautiful, I mean, I'm sorry. Very he, good. Very good plug. I did. Pap, you brought that up. The energy exists Friday night. That's absolutely right. So if you want to connect to that energy, you can light a candle. Uh, the candle, when, when we want to connect to someone who's left the physical reality, we light a candle because it's said that the candle resembles the human spirit, right? right? The flame of the, that keeps us alive. So we light that candle creating, drawing that, the support of that person. Um, again, it's Saturday, Friday night to Saturday, let's say at sunset, and we have that additional support this week. So it's, it's always interesting to me we, we've spoken in previous um, shows about how at the end of the month, um, the energy is diminishing. 
right? So right. we're now in the last week of the month of Gemini, so the energy is diminishing in here. The moon the, is waning in its light, so right. physically it's happening, and spiritually the light's exactly. diminishing as well. Exactly, so we have that little extra energy boost on Saturday to kind of give us a little extra fuel to finish up the month. Well, maybe to tie it in, because we just got a question about uh, marriage and relationships and someone's interaction with their husband, and you brought up the soulmates, and maybe I can share this, which I didn't plan to, but... It's always maybe, the best when we don't this, plan it. <clears throat> this will be helpful, but probably probably the most... Th this lesson I learned most powerfully in marriage because, you know, you, you enter a marriage, and especially I was thinking... I have the tools, I have, I have whatever background to help, you know, to assist, that I'll know what's going to be right for, for my other half and, and she for me. And I think one of the most powerful lessons that I've learned is I have no clue, actually. <laughs> I have no, <laughs> you I have don't no, say. I have, I have no clue. Not in the way the men joke that they have no clue. I mean, That I, thick I, book that says <laughs> what we know about women and then it's all blank pages but the book is like this. <laughs> Everything you ever wanted to know about women. I, I, think, I, think, I think just what's powerful for me is to realize that this person has a reality that they must go through and I must support that reality. Not to pull them into my reality that fits my comfort zone or my whatever. And, and, I, and you know, my, 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 my child is young. You have, you have older, grown children, especially in their teenage years. So I'm sure you face the, the same thing with, with children. To not suck the children into your reality that you feel is good. Even if, I mean, what, what pure intention is what there? What do you mean, though? What do you mean to suck your child into I your mean, reality? I mean, you Aren't they, you think, haven't they chosen your reality? I mean, imagine, imagine, I think maybe my son, I would love my son to be on a similar path as me, maybe a spiritual path and, all, you know, to do the things I did and, and to hopefully, you know, give in ways that are even beyond what I do. But maybe he's not meant to do any of that. Maybe his soul's purpose is something totally different and maybe something I won't even agree with. Do I have space in my heart for that reality? If I don't have space, then I have agenda. If I don't have that space to say, you know what, maybe my son is going to do the opposite of everything I ever wanted him to do, but that's exactly what the creator wants So how wants do you know to how to raise him if you're not thinking? You still do what you feel is the best way to raise him, but you got to create that space that you could be wrong and the space to give them the choice to live the, the way they want. Otherwise, I, otherwise yeah, but what if your kid doesn't want to go to school? What if, let's, give what, 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 let's give him the space. Let's give him the space. In my mind, you're five years old, my, kiddo. You're I, going to school. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe maybe they're 15 years old and they don't want to go to school anymore. At least somewhere in my mind, I say to the creator, "Look, maybe you don't want him to go to school." I mean, do I know successful people who didn't finish school? Do I know successful people who didn't get degrees? Do I know successful people who who were challenged as teenagers and whatnot? And sure, if that's what I'm worried about. But the point is, I need to let, I need to have that let go. Because you're just telling me now, no, in this case, not, 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 not that you're saying it, because I know you're <laughs> echoing the feelings and thoughts of people out there. You're, you're, you're playing devil's advocate. But sometimes people say, no, in this case, I cannot let go because it's my child I and it's my the, husband. I noticed the Persian accent that comes in when you, Did you, notice that? you try to be the controlling I dad. To hide, yeah, I tried no, to hide that. We got it. <laughs> but there's no excuse to not let go. There's no, there's no good reason to not let go and have the space to say, you know what, maybe I don't see the whole picture. Maybe I have an agenda. Even if it's a good agenda, the true agenda needs to be what's best for the soul of this person. I don't know. I don't know. And then the crea another creator speaks to you. The creator puts the light through you. And the people in front of you respect you because you're not trying to control them. 
I think that, that again, what ev everything that you just said echoes that idea that you're not letting go for him, you're letting Correct. go for you. Correct. And that's really, you know, maybe it might look irresponsible in the light that you just shed it. <laughs> but <laughs> I think there are actually laws. Your children do have to go to school till a certain age. Well, that's fine. You make them go to school, but in your heart... <laughs> <laughs> know that maybe they don't need That's to. That's for sure. Just yeah. heart, you let go of the anger and the frustration around Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Not only that, but again, you'll find that if the more attached you are, the more the universe will pry De your fingers you. from, exactly. from the situation. Exactly. Um, but what about when it's, it's you and yourself? Okay. And I think that that's maybe the last, we'll spend the last couple of minutes looking at this if we can. You had a vision for what success was for you, or you have a trajectory that you put yourself on, whether it's through your education or through the jobs that you took or through the network or where you choose to live, whatever it is, and it's not working out. Right. What do you do? How, how do you refine your, like, it's almost that I think for many people, they're too far back. Like, you're, you're too far what gone. What do you mean by too far back? Too far gone, meaning you're in the middle of your master's. How can you, and how can and you, feeling, and you're feeling it's not right. Right. So, or it's not, it's not what you thought it would be. Yeah. There's a couple, there's a couple of things that I would keep in mind. One is something very powerful. Michael Berg once just told me personally and said, person who wants to find their purpose. Number one, they should do and follow whatever they feel in their heart at that moment means a lot to them. That's number one. Mm -hmm. He said they have to do that with 100% intensity and conviction. Even if they're not sure if it's right, if that's the path they've chosen at that moment, they must go 100% because the light can only be revealed when someone is 100%. It's that no man's land, 50% here, 50% there, that gets us stuck. Right. Doubt is what gets us stuck. There's a word for it. What is it? Mediocrity. Like to be in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. To be mediocre blocks you from, from clarity. So even if you're not sure, but you've, you've committed yourself to that path, go all the way. And the third thing he said is every day before you go to bed, you need to ask and pray. There's that word again, cre the creator, uh, to guide me that maybe everything I did is wrong. Maybe maybe the decision I'm making is wrong. And I want that the, I want the creator to fix it for me, to guide me, because I've done my max effort. I don't know what else to do now. Now I put it in the hands of the creator. But if you haven't done your max effort, you can guarantee that you're not going to get that support. Yeah, that's the, that's the, the ch and again, it's hard to be, you have to be honest with yourself, right? I'm not making the maximum effort or I haven't done everything I could. There's exactly. still somewhere to go. I, I think, you know, one of the things that is coming up on my feed of mothers who are very upset with what you just said is that it's true. Kabbalah teaches that our kids do choose us, right. right? Because we need to give them something. But in David's defense, that something is not always an education in, or, you know, it's not always material. We also, they choose us knowing that they have something to give us as well, right? It's not the first time that our kids are in our life. They may have been our parents in a previous lifetime. And there is a dynamic that we come to correct, correct. each each time we're together. So, you know, you you've got to do what's what you think is best, right? You don't want to you don't want to say, well, I don't think it's best, but I'll do it anyway. You've got to do your best in any given situation. Correct. We're correct. not we're not talking about compromising to that degree. Oh, you want to live on the couch? Go ahead, oh. enjoy. It. Let me get you a nicer couch. By the way, just to prevent <laughs> the hate mail that I might get, <laughs> we're not saying to obviously compromise your values and your opinions. You actually, in fact, you have to be strong in, in a marriage and a friendship. You have to be strong about what you believe in. 
But in your own consciousness, you need to kind of crush that ego that says that only your way and you know best and you know everything. You right. have to crush that ego and say, you know what, maybe I could be wrong. doesn't mean you can. You need to tell your kid that you might be wrong. Right. Right? But no, you need and to we, tell your ego. We had that conversation a couple of months ago when Eitan was on the show, and he was saying, you know, the first step in dealing with it is you checking in and seeing where you're getting reactive and working on that, and then exactly. you can come to the situation and work same on it. Thing, same so thing. Same thing. So spirituality includes parenting, right? Yeah. Your kids are always going to give you opportunities to grow and to transform, and that's not... You know, your intentions are always going to be to do what's best for them, but you got to make sure that it's not, you're not so much attached to the outcome that you're clouded from seeing what's really best for Absolutely. them. I think that's the, the translation. We have a couple minutes left. Any, any last thoughts, recommendations, confessions, scary <laughs> things you want to tell everybody? Well, I think, I think the most freeing thing is when we get to that place where we don't limit people by what our opinion is or what should be or even our political opinion or even our spiritual opinion. Like tonight's my last class of Kabbalah 1 and I'm giving Kabbalah 2 next week. So I'm going to tell the whole class, I hope you can continue to Kabbalah 2. Now I'm going to give them a great pitch of why they should continue to Kabbalah 2. But I know I'm telling myself, maybe they shouldn't all continue. Maybe they're not meant to continue. Maybe they're meant to do something else. But in my heart, I need to be open that maybe it's not best for them. Now, I still do what I believe in. I'm going to tell them what I feel is best. And you give 200%. I got to give 200% to that. But at the same time, I got to be open. Maybe that's not right. You know, relationships end all the time. And people need to be open that maybe they weren't meant to be with you. Maybe they're going to be happier with somebody else. Are you okay with that? Are you going to support your ex? Your ex's happiness, your ex's marriage, your ex's new baby? Are you going to support that? Because if you're not going to support that, it means you didn't really love them. It means you loved yourself. You That's loved what, what they were giving you. That's what Karen was saying when Karen was on the oh, show. Oh, really? It was exactly the, that idea. So, so difficult, but so true. This is the week. Every, every time we're about to do anything, just take a pause and say, you know, I, want, I don't want to do this to feed my fears. And even you can recognize an agenda. You've already removed it. Just by recognizing it. That's if the best we need to do. It's, first of all, how annoying, but yes. <laughs> Cabela is so annoying. <laughs> um, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, there's another one I always forget, or here on um, UBN Radio's website, please, and you have questions or comments, something you'd like to share with us, you can email us at energyboost at kabbalah.com. If you're watching on Facebook, please continue to write your questions and post your comments, your thoughts, your feedback. We, we need to hear it. And share, share the video with your friends. Put the comments. We'll be answering it throughout the entire week. Absolutely. Have a wonderful, agenda-free week. I guess that's the best thing we could wish everybody. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you. And we'll see you Monday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, as usual. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Woo!